Recording. Yay, one more episode under our belt. Ha ha ha. That sounds that funny. Sounds, that sounds funny. That sounds funny. This is episode 100. <laughs> yeah, we wish. We're here on That Sounds Funny, the week of November the 17th, 2020. And we're actually recording on the right day this week. Not, hey, not the usual, Yeah, not the usual time, but the right day. Yep, and uh, I am your host, Keith. This is episode four, and we are two blind brothers telling it the way we see it. Because that's our tagline on the webpage, but we will be joined once again by our sister, our baby sister. So I'm here. We we may have to change our tagline eventually. <laughs> She's here too. Which yeah. which means we may have to change our artwork. Uh, we'll, we'll just take a, a, a headshot of Jill, and I'll just have somebody Photoshop it in. <laughs> oh, I know. We'll have somebody Photoshop it in like, like she's a, a picture on the wall. Or a big giant head like in the Star Trek episode. Something. Big giant floating head. <laughs> or, or like the Wizard of Oz, a big giant floating head. I am the wise and terrible Jill. <laughs> <laughs> What would you do with a brain if you had one? Or whatever the wisdom is. <laughs> it's almost Thanksgiving. Yay. Yeah, well, not this week, but next week will be Thanksgiving. Yeah. The reason I know that is because my anniversary is coming up this weekend. And my anniversary never falls on Thanksgiving. It, it'll fall the day before. But then whenever my anniversary is on a Thursday, it's always the week before. So it'll be next hmm. week. We go off on Thanksgiving sometimes. My son, his birthday is the 24th of November. Yeah. So so his, his will fall on it once in a while. But, yeah, but it you, will. He has to be born between the 22nd and the 29th, I think, if, if you want to, or the 28th, uh, for you to fall on Thanksgiving. Yeah, the year he was born, it was Tuesday before Thanksgiving, and I got out of the hospital on Thanksgiving. And you were I so thankful. I was thankful for that that year. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't walk without a big belly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish Actually, I could. Actually, he was late. I told the doctor, if you don't do something with this to get this baby out of me, it's going to ruin your Thanksgiving, and you're going to be here delivering a baby on Thanksgiving, <laughs> which you probably have to do anyway, but it wasn't me. Yeah, well. <laughs> I, I wish I could get rid of a, a big belly as simple as having a baby. <laughs> or as quick, I should say as quickly as. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes it takes a while to have a baby, but some people Well, not have nine quick. months, but I'm talking about the delivery part. Ah. <laughs> you go on one day, you come out the next. <laughs> well, this is the part where we talk about what's new is the name of the segment. But it doesn't have to be new. Uh, basically, maybe something that's happened uh, lately, something we've been reading, watching, or doing, a, a funny 
classic family story from days of yore. And I, can, I have one. Sure. Mm. Go ahead. Now, what's the news? Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, we have a little kitty cat. And, you know, kitty cats, they like to hide all the time. No. And so we have had, we just recently had a cat disappear. We're still waiting for her to come back. I think maybe a fox got her, but our other kitty cat, then one time I heard her meowing and I asked my wife, we started looking, well, where's the cat? We looked in the closet. We looked in the bathroom. She walked around the house looking for the cat. And I go, I can hear the cat. I can hear the cat. And so, um, we opened up the refrigerator and out jumped the cat. The cat got in our refrigerator. Uh, so, so your missing cat may be in your deep freeze, huh? That's a cool kitty. Yeah, right cool. Back. Her little feet was cold. I don't yeah. know how long she was in the refrigerator. The cool kitty yeah. from not New York City, I guess, huh? <laughs> That was funny. My wife wrapped her up in a little towel and had to cuddle with her and warm her up. Yeah, well, you know, refrigerators, they they keep food between about 33 and, and 39 degrees. So it would have been like being outside on a, on a brisk winter day. So I'm sure she would have held up okay, but who knows for how long. Yeah. That's my funny story for yeah. the but, week. All right. So I guess instead of having hot dogs, he had a cool cat. <laughs> we have reason to believe there was more. Well, I've got one. Uh, I don't know how good of a story it is. Uh, I, I, I call it a 30-pound toddler broke my chair. <laughs> now, this has to do... You guys remember that big uh, leather recliner that mom used to have? She just had two of them. Well, yeah. We ended up with one of them. So we've had it since around 2012 or so. So we've had it for a while. But before we had it, you know, mom had had it for, I don't know, a number of years. So it's held up to a not very light grandma, we'll say. <laughs> <laughs> I know she weighed weighed more than I do, and four hundred pounds. <laughs> I was I was gonna be nice and not say that, but since you <laughs> did, and since she's now deceased, I guess it doesn't really matter. Uh, but I I don't weigh that much, but I definitely am upwards of a couple of hundred. Actually, lately, of closer to three. Uh, but it's held up to me, and originally it got broke when a twenty pound toddler. Uh, when we were back in our other house, decided to get on it and just rock like a maniac. And it kind of made it sit just a little bit cockeyed. And in the past year, we had grandkids come back to live with us. And his little sister, who at the time probably weighed about 30 pounds-ish, maybe less because I think that's what she weighs now, uh, she was doing something i don't think it was her alone but they were doing something and it just totally caused the chair to i mean it's not even usable <laughs> it's just broken <laughs> like the the whole uh the footstool wouldn't go up or down and and it, it just couldn't sit in it uh and so they 
despite surviving three and four hundred pound butts, a twenty and thirty pound kid destroyed my chair. Wow, <laughs> that heavy little kid. Um, that reminds me of a story. Can I tell one? Yeah, sure. I don't know, but I would like to find out. You was there camping. I, I must say it was last summer, but it might have been the summer before. But uh, you guys, you and Ron came with Ron to visit me and George when we was camping down at Carlisle. I hope I can say that. Um, and I was sitting in a chair, a lawn chair, one of those canvassy ones that you get at Walmart. Yeah. And I was sitting there, and I thought, well, I was nice and comfy, but I had to go to the bathroom. So I got up, and I went to the bathroom, and when I came back and sat in that chair, after losing some weight, <laughs> it, it, it fell backwards. Do you remember that, Keith? That I, well, my feet went up in the air. It's like the back two legs. I thought they were sinking into the ground. Yeah, I kind of do been. vaguely remember that, but I don't. Yeah, I didn't tell you. And I was it. like, <laughs> I was screaming for help, and she was there, my daughter, and she took pictures with some of her sisters. So I was like, no, help see, me up there. See, see, because <laughs> because you went to the bathroom and lost however many pounds that was, it, it, it threw your center of balance out of whack, and it, 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 the chair. Because I had been sitting in that chair, and I came back and sat in the same place. Yeah, and, and nobody moved it. Yeah. Nobody had moved. Yeah, I moved. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, turtle finally crawled out from under the leg. Most of that turtle. Yeah. He but, crawled yeah. out from under the leg. Yeah, Everybody got a good laugh before they helped me up out of the chair. <laughs> well, yeah, because they had to stop laughing enough first. <laughs> Look at her wallowing around on the ground. <laughs> yeah, she was telling me, I'm taking pictures. I'm not helping you up. I should take a picture. Stop. I got this on video. <laughs> I'm going to send this to my siblings so they can all get a laugh. This is going like, to go on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, now you mentioned And mentioning Carlisle, I, I guess we could say Carlisle because maybe it'll send yeah. some stalker Stevie's way Carlisle. to, Carlisle. to our, our, yeah. our other brother Steve's business he has down there and you can stay in his, uh, what is the, the resort down by the cottages, cottages and stuff? Hazlitt Cottages. Yeah. Yeah. Now the campground don't have much to do with it except you can buy stuff from the store. He's more in charge of the cottages and the store and the pool if they get open at next. Well, he's not in charge. Open it. He's not in charge of the pool, just the store and the cottages. But the, well, but he it, sells tickets to go swimming or wristbands or whatever. Right, but but he he doesn't like hire the lifeguards. He doesn't keep the pool clean or yeah. anything. Does he? Yeah, he does. No, does he? Because I thought that was ran by the park, and he just had the the ticket selling part. Huh. All right. No, he no, he has yeah. to make sure it's clean and fill it, chemical so, it, and everything. So mm-hmm. so Hazlitt Cottage is not a sponsor. <laughs> if you're listening to this. Hazlitt Cottage manager. Hey, he does have a commercial. We'll have to see if he'll let us Ooh. play it on here. And he can Blind be- Daddy. Oh, 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 no, yeah. no, no, I was going to sell him some airspace. No, don't say it. Oh, okay. <laughs> not, I was going to charge him to mention, to Wait, mention that. Wait, that off. Leave that off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We need $750,000. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah, we're still on our way to, was it, $750,000 website domain name, so 
We need to have some sponsors or donors or Patreons or something. Uh, there could be some. Uh, there could be some background noises because there is kids running around, and I didn't tell anybody I was going to record, so they won't, probably won't be very quiet. Uh, anyway, this is where we move on to news. And we try to bring some headlines. I know Jill's not prepared, so you can just be our. No, you guys go ahead. You can be our captive audience to poke uh, fun at these. So do you want to go first, Terry, or what? I've got a short story. The headline said, Alligator Driver Flies in Florida. <laughs> oh, Alligator <laughs> what? I didn't know an alligator could drive. Wow. <laughs> but apparently, there's a, um, on Highway 1, there was an accident where a driver hit an alligator in the road, hmm. and no one was injured when <laughs> things go bump in the night. <laughs> they, uh, the alligator was fine, the driver was fine, but I, I didn't know alligators could drive. They made it sound like the alligator was driving. Yeah, well, that's what I thought. <laughs> Man. They were both fine, and now they can go eat turkey. Enjoyed <laughs> alligator meat. Oh wait, the alligator didn't die. Never mind. Yeah, well, did, did the alligator die? You said. No, no. The alli- they're fine. There was no, oh, okay. nobody was injured. All right. Alligator was fine. They took him away. Raw. <laughs> well, I thought maybe they made some alligator shoes out of him or something. In there. Alligator purse <laughs> or belt. <laughs> that would be bad. <laughs> Isn't he amusing, Lois? He loves his little joke. Uh, I have one. This is kind of involved. Here's the headline. Indiana boy rushed to emergency room after swallowing 27 magnets. Oh, my. Uh, a, you couldn't stop at one? <laughs> the, the dad, actually it was a stepfather, was watching the boy steps out of the room just for a moment, as you do. Uh, and the four-year-old boy uh, complained that his throat was sore or, or something was stuck in his throat. And the mom comes in, who happens to be a science teacher, uh, finds two magnets, one stuck on each side of his uvula in the back of his mouth, which, of course, that would you know be something stuck in his throat. But the kid didn't say anything about other magnets, but the mom notices that the other little round ball magnets were missing. They were kind of like a science project toys, and the the kid liked to make little magnetic snakes out of them and play with them. (laughs) This time he had a magnetic (laughs) snack. So I guess he's gonna have to wait and just pass those naturally. No, huh? Well, this is the next part of the story. They took him to the emergency room. Doctors x-rayed him. They found not only the two on on his uvula, which was pretty easy to get out, but they found in the x-ray, he had 25 in his belly. And they wanted to get them before they went into his intestines because once they're in there, they could double back on each other and then, you know, attack 
attach and then cause problems and blockages and things. So yeah. they they uh, got a scope and they put it down the kid's throat. And they got looking around and they didn't see the magnets. They were stuck to the scope. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they pulled the camera back a little bit and they saw all, all the magnets stuck to the scope. <laughs> so they carefully pulled the scope out. All the magnets are out. Kid is doing okay. This this apparently happened a few years ago. It's not. It was it was posted within the last year, but it happened when, I don't know, two or three or four years ago. Wow. So the that's kid crazy. the kid has survived. Can you imagine yeah. if he walked by a refrigerator if it sucked him over I, there? He I know. He was, <laughs> Dad, my belly is stuck to the shreds. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> How come the knife drawer is opening? <laughs> Walk past the pans in the cabinet, they start clattering, coming at you. <laughs> what is everything metal chasing me? <laughs> well, like the cartoons and stuff. Not bad, not bad at all. All right, you have another one, Terry? Yeah. There's a New Hampshire woman who was visiting uh, Arnold, Missouri, which is right in the St. Louis area, right around where we are. Oh, you, you said New Hampshire. I thought you said a new hamster. Yeah, new hamster. That's what I thought you said. <laughs> a new hamster woman. There's like a and, female uh, hamster driving her car through Missouri. <laughs> anyway, sorry. She, she was visiting relatives in the St. Louis area in Arnold, Missouri, and she brought her golden retriever dog, and it was around Thanksgiving time last year, and... The um, the dog had got away and escaped and fled the neighborhood, apparently. The dog has been gone for almost a year, and she has been coming, uh, spending a lot of money on flyers, um, looking for her dog. Uh, the dog was recently found around Belleville, Illinois, on November 13th, just uh, a few days ago. Oh, really? And they found the dog. They took it to a vet. They washed it up, cleaned it up. They had the tag in it, uh, under the skin tag, oh, yeah, whatever the, it's called. The, the chip. Uh, the chip in it. They uh, were able to detect it. They notified the woman, and she was reunited with her long-lost dog for after being apart for one year. Yeah, so the, the dog stayed roaming around this area while the mom went back to New Hampshire. Yeah, I was. I thought it'd be like the dog made its way back to New, New Hampshire or something. Yeah, like homeward bound. Yeah. <laughs> the dog is still wandering around here and in this area, but still, somehow it got across the river. Swam. It, 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 it. It's a golden retriever. It swam. <laughs> They're water dogs. They like to swim. Look at that duck out there. Now, I'm going to get it. With his mommy, and they're in New Hampshire for Thanksgiving this year, so now they can both go eat turkey. Yeah. I feel a theme about eating a turkey with this episode. <laughs> yeah, it's close to Thanksgiving, but not this week. Well, well next week, will, I guess, will be our official Thanksgiving episode, but hey, people are already singing Christmas carols, so why not? <laughs> Watching Christmas movies and everything. My next one is 
A Pennsylvania man finds a mummified Twinkie. What? Well, isn't that nice? Twinkie? <laughs> mm -hmm. A mummified Twinkie. All right. It says, when he heard that Hostess was going bankrupt in 2012, he went and bought a box of Twinkies so that he would have them to enjoy later. Now, one thing about this is I happen to know that Hostess, well, they, they may have officially went bankrupt in 2012, but they started back in 2008. So his box, in my opinion, may have been as old as that. But officially, this news article says he bought it in 2012. Uh, they're not perishable, right? Because that's that's <laughs> the, that's the big myth is that Twinkies they'll survive a nuclear it'll attack forever. Yeah. Well, trust me. I used just like our other brother. I used to have a vending business, and they go bad. Yeah, they do go bad. You you can't let them set for more than a week and. Uh, yeah, but if it's mummified, doesn't that just mean it was wrapped in cloth? <laughs> you would think. But, but he 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 decided, hey, I've got these Twinkies. I'm going to eat one. He opens it. He eats it. He heaved. <laughs> and he looked at the mouthful of Twinkie that he spit out. And it was full of black fungal growth. It was gray and black and shriveled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he... Nothing won't be sick. It's <laughs> Yeah, he, he's now immune to it. He's got it. He, he's recovered. He's immune forever. That's what they told me. <laughs> That's not familiar. <laughs> Bad impersonation, I'm sure, but referring to our uh, president being immune from covid so I, I kind of you'd have to buy more than one box of Twinkies to last later that far. You well, know, he he bought the box and just I guess tossed it into the pantry and just happened to forget about it until eight years later. Um, mm. But he he apparently had some scientists were interested in the Twinkie, and they examined the fungi inside the cake, but the fungus never penetrated or permeated into the white creamy filling. So maybe it's the creamy filling that lasts forever. <laughs> hmm. But the fungus in the Things cake... Things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> they like the cake, didn't much like the creamy filling, but honestly, I wouldn't eat that either. <laughs> if it was right. me. Anyway, mummified Twinkies. They do not last forever. <laughs> That uh, news just just knocked the foundation right out from under all them air castles I had built. I have another reunion story. Yeah. Okay. In the news, uh, a Massachusetts man. That's right. I said Massachusetts. <laughs> man. All right, we got you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I pronounced it correctly. <laughs> Massachusetts man uh, found a forty-year-old glass ring with his metal detector. Um, in 40 years? Birth. Holy cow, it must yeah. have been a dinosaur that lost it. <laughs> hey, wait, I graduated four years ago. <laughs> he found a ring uh, in Massachusetts and 
the owner was a medical student. He found it around a pond by the Burbank Medical Facility. There's a white gold ring with the initial CLB engraved in, in the ring. And he was able to, it was from Auburn High School. And so he was able to contact the school and they looked it up in the yearbooks uh, by the initials CLB. They contacted the woman who lived in New Mexico <laughs> and she was reunited with her, with her class ring from 40 years earlier. And she didn't even realize when she lost it. She was like, wow. She's like, I lost that whenever I was a negative 10 years old. <laughs> that can't be mine. <laughs> yeah, well, I lost my class ring. So if anybody in northern Michigan happens to find a class ring, also from 1980, of course, mine has no initials, so there's really no way to identify it. This the school you went to. Yeah, well, uh, they wouldn't know because it doesn't say the name. It just says RHS on it. Oh. And there's actually a place up there that has the same initials, RHS. I, I don't have a lot of hope of getting that one back. Uh, I, I have a, an animal story. Of course, uh, with Halloween just passing by, this is the headline. It just simply says the trick or treating bear. And on Halloween night in uh, Monrovia, California, a security camera on someone's house spotted a bear roaming around sniffing decorations and looking for food. Wow. So that's why there was no kids on the street that night. <laughs> Actually, that kid's got a good Halloween costume. He looks like a bear. <laughs> you hear the bear running around with, with, with voices coming from his belly. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I, I, I'm a red, red riding. Let me out of here. Wait, this is not a wolf. Uh, actually, there was no, no kids on the street yet. It was still too early for cricket treating. Uh, but they did call um, the authorities and had the bear uh, removed. But there was a Twitter caption, apparently, that was going around. This had a caption, a bear or just a really good Halloween costume. <laughs> yeah, you just said that. <laughs> yeah, I know, you know it. I knew I said it, but I didn't know that there was a tweet about yeah, it. Yeah, there's actually a tweet that made the rounds. So yeah, that's a short story, but interesting. Yeah. So, hey, these are all all news that you don't hear. The fake news media covering. <laughs> I guess we could put it that way. Well, and now I think the real fun can begin. <laughs> to our... Top 10 list of the week presented by our very own Terry. Yeah. I got, uh, I was just so, so prepared for Thanksgiving that I have a top 10 list of fun things to do on Thanksgiving Day. Do this and at your own risk. Huh? Warning. <laughs> yeah. And I could save those other 
the other notes or maybe people would want to hear a little bit about it as well. Uh, my side notes about Thanksgiving. It's up to you. This, this is your, your uh, segment here. <laughs> and, uh, right. well, the, and the first Thanksgiving was in 1621 when there was 50 pilgrims and 91 Indians and they feasted for three days and they didn't eat a single turkey. What? <laughs> no turkeys were harmed in, in the production of this first Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's, uh, Wait a minute. So, uh, uh, they had pumpkins and gourds and squash and fruits. And, and venison, I'm sure. Other various uh, pies and cakes. No, <laughs> <laughs> no Twinkies. Yeah, no Twinkies. And, <laughs> I don't get it. Sarah Hale, who wrote the song Mary Had a Little Lamb back in the 1800s, wrote to President Lincoln for 17 years. She wrote to President Lincoln, and he finally agreed to make Thanksgiving 17? a holiday in 1863. He was only president for like five before he was assassinated. <laughs> Right. Seventeen. Was he governor or something before? I remember. He he was a senator, and before that, he was a lawyer. But he was only a senator for one term. Huh. Wow. Well, maybe she just wrote the president for seventeen years, and it just happened to be Lincoln at the end of that. Oh. Yeah. The math doesn't add up. Maybe they they got their math from the core curriculum. Maybe this time you've really stumbled onto something. <laughs> and so now, since 1863, now we can eat turkey. Yeah. And the president works for one every year. Well, uh, th that's actually a recent tradition. I forget who started it. Probably Jimmy Carter. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the whole turkey and all the trimmings we, we have come to know and love really were popular dishes at the time of the mid-1800s. Uh, but they, like you said, they definitely were not part on the original pilgrim menu. Now, these are their top 10 things that they're fun things to do for Thanksgiving, or they might not be fun, but one is make it a potluck. So, so much fun. Not to have one person cook everything. That's how, fun we, by do. Cook stuff. That's how we do our Thanksgiving. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody brings the yeah. dish. Two. After you eat your turkey dinner, you should be active, go for a walk, so you don't go to sleep on the tryptophan from the turkey. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> burn off some energy. And the carbohydrates. And you can have to slice the pie later. <laughs> well, that's a good idea. It, it is a good idea. Maybe we should try that. Are you kidding? <laughs> Three. You can make crafts with your children if you have any. Make crafts, my children, with your hands. Oh, I thought you meant like, like tur turn the ch turn the child into the centerpiece or something. <laughs> you got a kid in the middle of the table. Here, hold the salt in one hand, hold the pepper in the other hand. I'm going to make decoupage out of you. <laughs> I mean, I mean, with you. Well, all right, if that's how you want it. <laughs> Four. 
get out your Christmas, uh, make Christmassy ornaments. Christmas right around the corner, yeah. and. Uh, you turn turkey button for their Christmas ornaments. There you go. You know, funny you should mention that. At Grandma's house, I think it was Grandma, it might have been Dad that did it. He took the uh, the breastbone out of a turkey and painted it red. And he used it for a Christmas sleigh for te- decorations. For, yeah. A decoration. Yep, yep, yep. Decorative bones. <laughs> Five fun thing to do. Watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade if they have one. Yeah, they canceled uh, the Columbus Day Parade in New York this year, uh, partly because of, of COVID, I'm sure, but partly because suddenly Columbus Day has become incredibly unpopular, which yeah, is really, crazy. it's kind of dumb. It, it, it's another, kind of, another fun fact the, the first Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade was in 1924. Maybe they'll rebroadcast it. <laughs> yeah, considering they didn't have TV cameras back then. <laughs> I'm sure they didn't videotape it. They had film cameras, but I'm sure they didn't film it. It would, it would have been silent film. <laughs> That's fine. We don't need sound. You, you can you can play the silent film and have like marching band music like Those are the ones who can go take a walk <laughs> while the rest of us watch football. <laughs> we gotta keep them happy. Seven. Well, the family's all gathered together, have a family photo shoot. Shoot your family all at once. Yeah. <laughs> B- before before you turn those kids into centerpieces. <laughs> shoot the family. Here, hold this target. Higher. Right in front of your face. Huh? Eight. My wife's favorite. Get out the Christmas tree and set it up. Oh, we did that after Thanksgiving, not on Thanksgiving. Yeah, we, we always did it like the day after Thanksgiving or some, sometime shortly after whenever we were growing up. The weekend after is what we tried to do, yeah. Nine. Volunteer. Take some of your leftover food to an elderly neighbor or friend. Or just throw it out your back door and feed the homeless. I'm elderly. Here's my address. (laughs) That's pretty good, Johnny. But that ain't the way I hear it. (laughs) Ten. If you are not a man and a female and don't like to watch football, then you can go with the other women and prepare your... Activities of Black Friday's shopping. Save 31 cents on the giant economy size. So there you go. So there's two of them where you leave the men to watch football and take a walk and go shopping. Make a plan of where you're going to go on Black Friday. Make your plans of attack. It'd be like a battle plan, little helmets on their head, a map on all the pins in it. We've got a good team over there, and they've got to bash this people off over there. Attack, attack, over there. <laughs> Eleven. 
tell everybody what you are thankful for. Go around your table and let everybody tell their gratitude and what they're thankful for. And We do that sometimes. Twelve. Don't forget to talk about politics because it'll cut down on your holiday shopping. Yeah. <laughs> Bonus. Talk about I think office. we said that last, last week. It, I think it was one of our first closing thoughts you, that you said that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you can tell them how much you love Donald Trump or love Joe Biden and how fake the election was or not. Get us some big yeah. fights. Yeah. yeah. Cut down on them holiday Christmas presents to buy. <laughs> Um, we do have a word of the week quiz if you want to partake in that. Quite right. Yay! Yay! And, um... We should call it Brother Steve. <laughs> now, I'll remind people, if you visit our webpage, uh, on the show notes, there's a link to the quiz. Uh, I, and once we post the show, I'll put the quizzes into archives. Uh, so only the current quiz will be available. So if you can't find a link, you should be able to find the current quiz. And the, I have the quizzes number to match the episode number. So you can follow along and see how well you do compared to us. Um, the first word is, I've got to find the top of my list here. Here we go. Circuitous is the word, and the def possible definitions are having a circular or a winding course. Uh, proud is option two or option B. C, a cutter, a polisher, or engraver of precious stones. D, Having an air of uh, easy unconcern, or E, an old man similar to a female gammer, a British man, um, and more a glass blower. Uh, so, which one of those? Did you say circumcised? Did I say circumcised? No. <laughs> Oh, uh, what was the word? The word, <laughs> the, the word was uh, circuitous. Circuitous. Not circumcised, I circuitous. I say A2. It is A. Uh, a. To uh, have a circular or winding course. We're tied. Yep. Pagers, even a hint. The, the hint of a circuitous... I wrote this. Uh, the boy had crumbs on his shirt when he gave his parents a circuitous answer when they asked, who ate that last donut? <laughs> In other words, he's being evasive. He's, you know, running around. That wouldn't have helped me any. I just made me more confused. <laughs> he was giving a circuitous answer. He was beating, he was around, beating the around the bush. He was trying to uh, run around the issue. <laughs> Anyway, question two. Uh, lapidary is a noun. <laughs> lapidary. Now we know it's not a. So is lapidary proud? Does it mean 
a cutter, polisher, or engraver of precious stones? Is it D, having an air of easy unconcern or indifference? Or E, an old man compared to a British foreman, glass blower foreman? I'm going to say that last one because it sounds like an old man like Terry. A lapidary. <laughs> You're laughing at Terry. It's a lapidary. Um, Do you want to agree with that or you can pick another answer? Um, uh, I'll say C. C. I uh, I'm guessing. Having an air of easy concern or... Wait a minute. It was D. I'm sorry. Uh, C. Well... Like, I meant that one, but... Letter C? No, the one you just said. D. D? Like D. Having an air of easy unconcern or indifference? It actually was C. A cutter. Engraver of precious stones. Well, C, I was actually going with my first instinct. (laughs) It's polishing or, you know, cutting gemstones. The lapidary could either be the person who does it, or the tool that they use to do it with. Now everybody's laughing at Terry. (laughs) Man. And let's see what my hint was on here. Um, The jeweler used a lapidary to polish the gemstone on my ring. Because the lapidary could be the thing he uses, or it could be the person doing it. Um. Question three, or word number three. All right, I have to spell this. O-R-G-U-L-O-U-S. Orgulous. Orgulous. Okay, we're supposed to keep it clean, right? (laughs) (laughs) I knew somebody was going to say that, because I was thinking of myself. (laughs) This is a clean show. Orgulous. This isn't... An adjective, so we know it's not a, because that was circuitous. B. It's a fifty-fifty chance. Huh? Is that fifty-fifty chance now? Isn't it? Well, no, it, it's still three. Not quite yet. This is the third one. Is it B proud? Is it uh, lapidary? We already did with C. So is it proud? Is it having an air of easy, easy unconcern? Or an old man, uh, a British foreman, employer, head glass blower, and so forth. I'm going to guess B. B, proud? B. B. Terry, Terry says E. Jill says B. It was B, proud. Oh, man. <laughs> and the, the hint. I'm still losing. I'm down by two. I don't have a hint. Ah, I thought I had a hint. I can't win now. Uh, Question four. I got two, so we can go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Question four was gaffer. Is it? Let's see. We uh, a we we know it's not. Uh, Proud was no, it's not. Uh, lapidary, a polisher, we know it's not. So now we are done a 50-50. So it's either D, having an air of easy unconcern or indifference, or is Gaffer a old man, a British 
Foreman, Overseer. Echo, Echo. I'll say D. He says E, I say D. One of you got it. <laughs> it was a gaffer. A gaffer is E. It uh, is. You said E, like egghead. Yeah, well, you said E, and I said D. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So, so Jill didn't get that one. Oh, so, the last word is nonchalant. I think we can get that one right. Nonchalant. Oh, the only <laughs> answer left is D, e. having an air of easy uh, non-concern. I think D. D. Yeah. D. Definitely D. I think D. <laughs> So, yeah, so that's that's our that's our quiz. Uh, yeah, I, I get these words from a word of the day list from Merriam-Webster Dictionary website. Um, so that's our quiz, and this brings us to our anchor topic. Attention, attention, calling all local agencies. Attention, this is a coded report nationwide. Uh, we always like to uh, talk about a blindness issue uh, because uh, we are blind. And we didn't really mention it before, but even our younger sister here, Jill, is also blind. So we it's not only two blind brothers, it's also two blind brothers and a sister who are all blind. And people like to ask us sometimes, how do you guys do what you do? And um, and so I thought, well, we would make this a fun podcast and also talk about some blindness issues. Uh, today, the topic is going to be uh, low vision. And for us, it's like, low vision, what's that? <laughs> Because I know my visual acuity has been zero for, wow, 20 years now. It was about 2020 when it hit zero. Or 20 or 2000. So 20 years. Uh, but at one time, you know, I, I had what they would call high partial, so I'm familiar with low vision things. Uh, do you guys have anything to talk about? Low vision? No vision. Oh. Well, the gadgets that we used to have when we could see a little. I had a closed-circuit TV, which a lot of people don't know what they are, but uh, it's a, mine was actually a mouse cam, they called it. You hooked it to the regular television, and it was probably the size of a mouse on your computer. All right, you, you were saying um, you, the it was like a mouse on a computer? Yeah, but it was like a handheld computer, but it was about that size. And you could, like, run it over the words on the newspaper, magazine, whatever you're reading, and it would be on the TV screen, and you could see it, you know, however large of a TV you have. Right, so you could track the little mouse device along the line of prints on, say, a book or a newspaper, and you could watch or look at it on the TV screen really big. Yeah. Uh, whenever I first went to blindness rehab, uh, I went to Kalamazoo, Michigan, and they had a, their closed circuit TV was designed so that you had like a regular, you know, 13 inch black and white TV, and it's set up on a little pedestal. And on the underside of the TV tray, you had a fluorescent light, and 
uh, and a camera to look straight down. And right below that. Yeah, they had those at Ikery Woods in Chicago too, but the one that they gave me to use at home was the, what I said. But I've seen those kind too. But right below that was what they call a platen, which is just a flat table and it moves up and down, left and right. And so you could place your book on that and then you just move this table back and forth under the camera. And uh, they, they also make models like that with a color camera. But the ones I remember right. were black and white. I had one like that. And mine had a big, big enough uh, gap under the camera and the tray where you could actually do things like, I've used it before to, it's really tricky to do, but change the batteries in my watch. You know, oh, yeah. you could do, you could uh, put a box of, you know, macaroni and cheese under it and be able to have enough room to read the cooking directions or something and things like that and not just have, a book or a piece of paper, but you could, you know, put something that was big enough to fit under there, like 12 inches, put it under there to the camera, and you could see what it was on the screen or how to do it. Right. To, well, as, as long as it wasn't explain. too bulky, because you only had so much distance between the object and the camera, uh, you, the lighting might cast shadows or it might just be too close for the lens to focus. But yeah, as long as it wasn't too large. And usually, like I said, a box of cereal or, or macaroni is not going to be that, that big. But those are very expensive low-vision devices there. When you have your standard magnifying glasses and handheld magnifying glasses. And, yeah. Right. Um, what other low-vision aids? And, uh, and I used to have a, a lighted magnifier. I, I had a couple of them. Uh, they they used the handle. I think it was about the size of p putting some C cell batteries into, right. and uh, it had a little uh, cup at the end. It had a halogen flashlight bulb at the, in the end of the handle. And the, the the magnifier to me it reminded me of a of a soup cup, and you put it over the handle, and the where the bottom of your soup cup would be is where your lens was at, and then the sides kind of like. I mean, it was like the right, the proper distance for focal length, <laughs> and the light yeah. was underneath there, and it would light, and you could. Uh, it was like six times six power, which is more powerful than you can get from you know drugstore magnifiers. Right. Uh, and I, and I had uh, two of those, and I had a little small handheld one, and I I, I used them all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the telescope was handy to see things far off. Yeah, and it's called a monocular, but it's, that's just what it is. Yeah, so I couldn't think of what it was called. But that's what it is, is basically a telescope. They're generally about oh, two or three inches long and you know, tubular in shape. And you just hold them up to your eye, and just like a telescope, you can see down the road or read a, a sign that's a bit far off. I actually had one attached to eyeglasses frame. It was a little bit different because it had uh, the, tele the lens part up kind of above the glass frame and it, it had like a little thing that hung down in front of your eye. <laughs> it, it was it reminded me of looking through your rear view mirror in your car. You could just walk down the street, <laughs> but if you need to look, you kind of you know, shifted your head a little bit and you could look through the the eyepiece and look down the road, you know. Hmm. I never had nothing like that. Yeah, 
uh, well, I, I ended up giving mine to Terry whenever I couldn't see much more to use it. Um, yeah, I had a pair of glasses, you know, glass frames, and they had two on it, like binoculars. They were just two, two X, and you could sit there and adjust it, sit across the room, look at your TV. You could adjust it every day. Is this better? Is that better? One or two? One <laughs> or two? You know, like in the eye doctor, which one's better? You could just sit there and turn it. Every day, you know, you could just turn just a little bit more and a little bit more till huh. just your vision got so far gone that they just weren't any good anymore. But I would use them walking down the street, but I wouldn't ride my bicycle wearing them, you know. But, right. Uh, well, uh, any time you have a magnification involved, you, you don't want to use it while you're walking or while you're driving or while you're riding a bike because... You can see fine in the distance, but there's going to be a gap where I can't see anything from my next footstep until 30 yards down the road. <laughs> anything could happen. Yeah, you might trip over a crack in the sidewalk while you're you know, watching a train come up and the track or something. These glasses that I was just referring to, I, I'm trying to look for them here in my house because uh, there's somebody in my blind group who could use them. I'm going to try to find them and then give them away to somebody who could use them. But I also have another pair. It's a pair of glasses in a frame, but they're, they got really thick, you know, what some people call like Coke bottom bottles, but they're magnifying glasses and they're built in such a way that, you know, you take a piece of paper and you hold it against your nose and you slowly pull it out. And when it comes into focus, there you go. And you can read it, you know, but those are really mainly for sitting stationary and using those but uh, i knew years ago again back when i was in up in michigan going to the rehab we had a young girl there i mean she was probably 21 because you had to be an adult to go to the rehab uh but she could see like 20 over 200 which is right there at the edge of legally blindness but she drove she had a pickup truck and she had uh binoculars uh, position so that she had one permanently set to look out of her, her, her rear view mirror, out of her side mirror, one looking down at the uh, speedometer, you know, the instrument pa- panel. So the she white could, cane out one door and the white cane yeah. out the other door. No, I mean, I mean <laughs> but that's all she had. Uh, she had one position to look up the road to see, like, uh, if the light was red or green or whatnot. Because she could, at 20 over 200, you can see well enough. You could, you know, stay between the lines and keep your distance between something as big as a car. And so uh, having a, having the extra binoculars, driver. having the binoculars would, would boost that right. ability enough. But there's also restrictions because most states that I ever know of, you can be 2,200 out of one eye, but the other eye has to be like 2,060 or 80 because if it gets worse than that, then they do have some problems. You have to have good field of vision. Uh, it's just a lot of restrictions put on somebody who is technically That kind of scares me because I think people driving can see me on the road. If they can't see me, they could run over me when I go for a walk. Right. That kind of scares well, me. <laughs> I mean, the restriction is... Well, there are some restrictions are... It's absolutely only during daylight driving. If, if oh. you cannot drive if you're legally blind, if it is dark at all. Uh, and like I said, you have to have 
good vision, good peripheral vision in both eyes, and you have to have your vehicle outfitted with these binoculars positioned. And oh. yeah, so there's a, it's not easy. It is not easy to get a license, but a person can. It's easy. I like to use my blind white cane. I have a blacktop driveway so I can shoreline the edge while I back drive the car up and down the driveway. <laughs> the drive. Yeah. I can drive really good at Six Flags on the old time cars. Yeah. With the rail down the middle of the road so you can't run off the side. Yeah, yeah we need to get some of those like slot car tracks or the self driving cars. Yeah. Woo. Blind people can drive again. <laughs> So, but, but anyway, those, those are a few low vision things, and you know, all, all three of us now have vision of zero, but we've all been through that stage, and we've, we're familiar with these things. But I, I wanted to, to mention this area of blind rehab because not everybody out there is a totally blind person. In fact, about 90% of people who are blind have some usable vision. So low vision oh, is really important. Something else is good is using contrasting colors. If you've got something light and you're going to say a coaster, you know, and maybe you have your coffee cup and it's black, put it on a white napkin and you can find it easier when you're losing that sight. You need that right. contrasting color. Right. The white cup on a black table or vice versa. Yeah. Or, you know, good, good lighting and good contrasting colors. So... Okay. Uh, I know we've been going a little bit long here, and I, I know my uh, uh, zoo of, of of kids came through the door. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we'll we'll try to rush this along just a little bit. There's more that can be said, but we're going to circle back on these uh, seven broad areas uh, as we go. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to circle back on them many times during the course of our podcast. Um. Letters from listeners. Man, that's sort of hard to do, Mom. Uh, I do have... Email. Huh? Email us. TSF at com. That's your story. Uh, i got to find... There it is. I do... Yeah, what uh, Terry just said, email us, uh, TSF at thatsoundsfunny.com. We would love to get a letter from you. Uh, we open up with funny stories. We'd like to hear your funny stories. If you happen to find an interesting news article you want us to know about, that would be pretty cool too, but it's kind of timely, so that would depend. But if you have any uh, suggestions you want to hear us talk about for blindness rehab, adaptability things, let us know. Otherwise, you'll be stuck with this. I'm amazed, I must say. Seldom do I encounter a blog that is deeply educational and interesting, and without a doubt, you have hit the nail on the head. All right, that was very nice, but um, what What do you mean? <laughs> educational about what? Hit, hit what nail on what head? Uh, I ain't going to hammer no nail. <laughs> uh, um, here's, here's another one. The problem is something which too few people are speaking intelligently about. I am very happy I stumbled across this. During my search for something relating to this. Okay, what was you searching for? What is the this you found? 
tell us. <laughs> these are these are good emails, read but my, it's really vague. Read my review. Read my review. <laughs> All right, but read that's just review. that's just an example uh, of, and I, and I pull these off of our, our comments that were submitted off of a web page. Uh, but we really would like to have some real people and real letters. Not right now. I know our we were just getting started. Our listenership is small. I don't know the review. Read my review. <laughs> uh, well, that's the thing. We're not quite in iTunes yet. Hopefully in the next week or two. It depends on how long it takes for them to get back with me. Um, we should be. But until we do, wherever you happen to find us, maybe it's iTunes in the future. Maybe it's on Blueberry. Maybe it's on some other directory. Uh, maybe it's a link we shared on Facebook. Maybe it's on Facebook. Uh, if you visited the webpage, feel free to leave a comment. Now, if it's if it's not directly emailed on the webpage or not directly commented to on the webpage, uh, I may not find it. So if you comment on, say, Facebook, email me and tell me where to look. <laughs> If you comment it on Apple, uh, email me and tell me, give me an edge. Cause I don't, I don't usually check uh, on that. I, I really should do more than that, but, uh, but it's hard to keep up with those. But we really do. Wherever you find us, leave a rating and review. Uh, it, it sometimes, depending on the platform, will help us uh, move up the rankings. But it always helps people know when they stumble across us what somebody thinks about it. Um, now, we'd like to close with a final thought. And before I ask you guys what you wanted to say, last week, my <laughs> final thought, I had two of them, and the second one got mangled because of the way I did it in post-production. It just it, it kind of like did did the first thought and did the first thought and the second one together and thought of each other. <sighs> so here's the thought that got munched that probably nobody heard. I did a push-up today. Well, actually, I fell down and had to use my arms to get back up. So, close enough. Now I need chocolate. So that was that was the one that uh, didn't get heard very well. Sometimes so, I have to push twice to get me up off the floor. You have to give it a little bit of rocking motion going on. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Don't <laughs> push. Push one time to get up on your knees, and then you got to push again. <laughs> yeah. Now, do either of you have a closing thought? Or if not, I have one one real closing thought here. I do not. <laughs> I can't think of nothing. All right. Well. It's a turkey. Turkey. Closing thought. <laughs> a scientific study has proven that when adult butterflies fall in love, they get people in their stomachs. <laughs> and that's our show for the week. So this is where we wrap it up and say this is your host signing off. Thanks for listening. See you and next week. And Joe. And Joe. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. You all come back now, you hear? Make sure you visit the website, take a quiz, and... Send us email or comment. We'd love to hear from you. Because, you know why? That sounds funny. That sure does. That sounds funny.
That sounds funny. T S F at that sounds funny dot com.